first of all, Felipe, I'd like to say thank you for uh, for making time and coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, so welcome to the What, Why, and How Can I podcast. Um, you're a third grade school teacher, right? Fourth grade. Fourth or fourth grade, grade. Yeah. Fourth grade school yeah. teacher. When, dude, when I think about um, like my fourth grade class, I had Mrs. Bean, Mrs. Andrus. Um, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade was kind of like the most memorable time in, in my personally for me in, in my elementary school um mm-hmm. you look like you'd be a cool teacher to have um so l- let's start with the i mean the three main focuses for us today is going to be the what the why and the how can i so um what is this what is a teacher what do you do what you, what what is your schedule like um obviously your schedule and things are much different right now during covid compared to in uh, regular times back in 2019 and stuff like that. So if you can introduce yourself a little bit and then we can just go from there. So yeah, I'm Felipe, teach fourth grade in Southside. And teacher is just a guide, man. Honestly, I just, the my, you asked me about my why and I just remember hating school growing up. Mm-hmm. Even as an adult, even going through grad school and my master's i hate school i hate homework i hate because it's not fun i know i like having fun so uh what i do is i make it fun i try to make it competitive i try to make it interactive um i give kids lots of breaks i was telling a friend of mine that the difference between my class and the other classes is that well let me give you some background first so Mm -hmm. i Every year I get the lowest, expected to be the lowest performing class, right? Okay. Some, some, somehow I get that class that does the worst in the state testing every year. Is every that, is, year. Is that on purpose or that just kind of happens? It's how it happens. You know, okay. usually I get the kids that the class that has the most behavior issues. Okay. That's every year by, by default, you know, if third grade has behavior issues. They'll just put them in my class. Wow. Um, and, they ex- and they're expected to be the worst performing class. And mm-hmm. every year, we are the highest scoring fourth grade class in the whole school and either number one or number two class in the whole school. Wow, man. Good job. Yeah. So, and then they ask me, like, well, how do I do it? And I just tell them that they just teach the kids to death. It's, you try to teach so much that they want nothing to do with learning. They, okay. they just see you as a they see you as a teacher but they don't see you as somebody who loves you and who cares for you okay. and who wants you to be successful and like my kids know you know I want them to be successful whatever they choose to do mm-hmm. and you know we play we take a lot of breaks I always point out to the number of the amount of time my class spends outside mm-hmm. we spend like three four times more time outside than the other classes do because wow, okay. I'm a physical education major, so I know how, how important exercise is. But then again, kids get bored. Mm-hmm. And right. so what we do is, so my system is, once the highest kid gets done, mm-hmm. he helps his neighbor. And then when they're done, they help their group. Mm-hmm. When they're done, they help the group next to them, right? And the highest form of education, of knowledge, the highest form of knowledge is teaching. 
Mm. So the first the first level of knowledge is repetition. Like I can tell you something, you can repeat it, right? Mm-hmm. The highest level of knowledge is teaching it. So I tell my kids that when you're done and you're teaching somebody it, you're really showing me that you really know it. Okay. Nice, nice. That that that's a that's a beautiful example of um of what you do. And then everybody's motivated because as soon as we're done, we're gonna go outside and play. Right. Work hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go outside and we play for fifteen, twenty minutes. We come yeah. back straight sweat. Work work hard, play hard. That's the yeah. that's the caption I've seen on many things. Um uh so why We'll come back to the what is like what what teaching is a little bit more. But you hated school and all this stuff. Why did you end up becoming a teacher? What what was that like? What was the spark? What happened? So I I was working at this continuation school where I graduated from. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like the front desk, answering phones kind of a person, and the principal knew I needed a job, so I worked there. Uh, while I was going to school at Sac State, and I was also coaching youth football mm-hmm. in, in Valley High in Southside. And I realized that I wanted to just coach forever. So I went into kinesiology, did physical mm-hmm. education. I was a PE teacher for a while. Okay. And so, and then I went into fourth grade uh, five years ago, and then I love it. I love fourth grade because I, it's, it's it's, I like when I can control my environment and mm-hmm. also have my own group of kids that I can, you know, mold for a mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And so like teaching is pretty much been the only job I've ever had my whole life teaching some kind of way. That's cool. So it kind of just happened one time and you fell in love with it and you realized. Say I fell in love with it. I, I kind of just ended up there because to coach football, mm-hmm. if I was working at a school it'd be easier because I can teach PE mm-hmm. at this school during the day and stay there in the afternoon and coach football. And okay. I would know the kids. I would be there. So it's kind of like it made the most sense for all, what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I was never like in love with it. Okay. And then, you know, fourth grade and I love it, man. What do you, what do you, what do you like about fourth graders the most? And, um, what is the most rewarding about teachers about teaching? Is it the fact, obviously it's not the fact that you get to be a teacher. Is it the relationships you make with these kids? Like the way you impact their lives? What kind of, what kind of bring gives you that drive? I know exactly the answer. So what's the first question? Um, what, uh, what, what do you like about the fourth graders? You mentioned that you uh, love teaching. What fourth I like graders. about the most is that they are, still competitive they're not you know because once they get to like fifth and sixth grade they're like starting to become like kind of too cool to do things yeah yeah. fourth grade they don't care they'll play every sport be competitive they'll With anybody the yeah there's no shame okay <laughs> you know like they start building like the wall later on in life right mm-hmm. so in fourth grade they're still free they're not afraid of anything uh, they're not afraid to be competitive and raise their hand and talk so i love that about that and the most rewarding part is my kids who left my class mm-hmm. and still come to visit me every single day. So every day while we're back in school for the last three years, well, basically 
after my first year in the fourth grade, when mm-hmm. my fifth graders moved on, moved on to the fifth grade, they would all hang out in my class for the 20 minutes before school. Mm-hmm. And they'd be hanging out there because it's still their classroom. I tell mm-hmm. them when they move on, it's still your classroom. Okay. And then the next year, it was fourth, fifth, and sixth graders hanging out in my classroom in the morning. So ever since then, every single day, I have kids, a bunch of kids. Because I have a couch in my classroom on one of the sides and like a rug. And yeah. you just sit down and hang out. It's like they're comfortable. And, you know, I just get my classroom ready and drink my coffee, check how they're doing and yeah, yeah. send out emails, whatever. I'm working and they're just, they're hanging out and just like being, having a good time and they're comfortable there. So like, even like when they pick up little brothers and they're already in middle school, they'll come to my classroom, say hi to me and then go pick up the brother. Dude, that's like, pretty that's cool, man. the most rewarding to me. Yeah. So w- w- what did they call you in school? Mr. What? Mr. Silva. Mr. Silva? Yeah. Mr. Silva, dude. Um, what does uh, what do your friends think? Because kind of looking back, you hated school, um, or maybe I don't know if you hated it, but didn't like it that much. Um, hated it. Now, you hated it. There you go. Um, now you you've 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 grown up. You became a teacher, and your friends look at you like, Felipe, are you serious? We never see you going this way. How do, how, do, how does that happen? So, see, there's two groups of people. Mm-hmm. There's the people that I knew while in high school, and there's the people I knew after high school. Mm-hmm. People that I know after high school, I'm like, yeah, I'm a teacher. And, like, it makes sense, you know. That's all I've done, and that's all they know me as. People before high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when I run into them for the first time. They think I'm playing around. They think it's a joke. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I heard somebody say, get out of here. <laughs> You're a teacher. Yeah. I actually dropped out junior year, so I never, like, practically finished high school. I finished continuation school. So okay. I never got to be a senior. I never got to do senior prom or whatever, picture day, or any of those things seniors Graduation. do. Graduation. Yeah. Graduation. Yeah, I never got to do any of that. So that's why pre-high school friends – they they don't believe it hey that makes a lot of sense if i knew (laughs) all that beforehand i probably think the same thing but you know the beautiful thing about that is is the fact that um because you that because that is your story you kind of you feel for all the kids that that think that or that think the same way, you know, or you can catch them slipping or catch them acting or catch them thinking because you've been there, you know, exactly what they're going through, you know, exactly what they're thinking. And, you know, maybe trying to find the easy way out because they're not successful in certain things in class. And because you've been there, like you mentioned earlier, you, you know how to change around your class um, or change around your curriculum curriculum or the way you teach um just to help them learn and help help them teach each other yeah Um, absolutely so so that's 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 awesome and i'm sure i and i don't know it and if you're any of their parents have i'm sure they appreciate you and maybe come up to you and said like hey mr silva you the man keep doing what you're doing absolutely yeah i have yep yeah i just went to um one of my kids moved to to portland mm mm-hmm and his mom and I, she she worked, right, really early in the morning. And I yeah. get to work 6 in the morning. 
Yeah. So she was she was worried about what she was gonna do with the kids because the cafeteria is not open at that at that time. No one. So basically, she didn't know what to do with the kids when she had to go to work. Yeah. I was like, well, me and my son are in the classroom by six thirty, mm-hmm. so just drop them off. So basically, her, her kid, and her other daughter would hang out with my son in the morning, watch Netflix, you know, in the morning before class, and yeah, eat breakfast, and then they moved away to Portland. But we still kept in touch, so we're still friends, and we just went and visited. Um, when I was on this road trip, she made us food, and me and my friend ate there, and it was amazing. And she posted this really post, sweet post on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So I That's keep in awesome. contact with a lot of parents. Like one of my kids, I just took to Tahoe. Hands down, the toughest kid I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's your best friend now, or one of your good friend. friends. He, uh, I'm, I'm trying to show him a different life versus than shoes and jeans and mm. all that stuff. Like he's posting like stuff that like, you know, middle fingers on Instagram and just stuff that like a 13 year old shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been through, a, he's been through a lot, like a lot more than any kid ever, more than most adults. He's been through a lot. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm try- I hang, hang out with him. We'll take him to take Tahoe with my son and they went swimming on the lake, jumped in Lake Tahoe and swimming at Bonsai Rock. Nice. Um, yeah. They, they swam through the rock and jumped off the rock. It was awesome. I want to take him to Yosemite pretty soon. He's never been. He doesn't even know what Yosemite is. He probably, so. <laughs> I, you said Yosemite and he's never been. I remember taking my cousin for the first time and she called it Yosemite. <laughs> um, and ma- many people do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm taking to go there. So I keep in touch, man. It's like I tell my kids that once you're my class, you're my kid forever. Mm-hmm. How, how long have you been teaching now? You said five years? At that school, five years. Oh, at that but school, but all together. Much my entire life since I was 19, so 14 years. Man, that's crazy. So uh, The only basics I've ever gotten has been from educational building. Wow. Um, has have any of your kids graduated, or that you? What's that? Graduated high school. Yeah, high school. You're right. Yeah, I still, when like when I coach football, I have okay. friends and like now we're Facebook friends with some kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I call them kids, you know, but now they have kids. They're adults. <laughs> yeah, they're working adults that I used to coach football. It's it's weird. That's cool. I, dude. I still I still look at them as my kids, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they have now they have their own families and real friends, and it's weird. Dude, that's awesome that you could be um you could be such a role model to uh to to so many of these kids. Um, and I know I know they 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 look up to you because I looked up to my teachers, and even now when I see teachers, you know, outside somewhere anywhere, I'm like. I come up to them with the utmost respect, like Mr. Brown. Good day, sir. Like, hey, thank you so much you did for me. Thank you so much for everything you did for me. Um, how has this COVID, this whole thing we're going through, affected you? Has it affected you? And what are the, some of the things you're going to have to change? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the beginning was the toughest, man, because no one knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully it was proactive. Thankfully, um, I, I was on, on my way to Siberia actually when everything oh happened. Gosh. So I was in New York city. Yeah. Um, I was 
we were about to board at JFK and then stuff happened and, you know, we couldn't fly. So yeah. we go back to our hotel room and then there's that travel ban. And so I come back to my class and we get the news that we might not be able to come back to school on Monday. So I instantly just go and I start creating Google Classroom, mm-hmm. looking at the platform. And uh, I saw my kids that Friday. So I'm like, you know, we're going to have to go to online learning. We're going to use Google Class. So I was proactive about it. Mm-hmm. So we started that next Monday. We started working towards doing that. Um, oh, however, nice. a lot, of, a lot of teachers missed out on a lot of time just waiting. Um, oh, I, I know my I kid. I, my kid was in school. No, nothing started. Maybe three or four weeks after, after the lockdown. Yeah, yeah we started the next Monday. My kids nice. had two day weekend, and I started giving them work already. But but, but then again, it's probably because you know. I'm younger, so I know computers and mm-hmm. I can work on that. You know, I feel bad for the older teachers that I have to go help. I have no idea what to do with Google mm-hmm. Classroom, how to add their kids, how to create work. You know, that thankfully I do. Um, so did you, did you have a problem with your kids not having computers or not having, not having internet? How did, how did you resolve that? Or did the school have to help out? So internet, thankfully we lucked out. Everybody had internet. Um, mm-hmm. There was some kids who did not have computer, but uh, the company that my fiance worked for actually um, they folded right before um, coronavirus. Wow. So they had they were a tech company in San Francisco, and they mm-hmm. do coding and stuff. So they have laptops. Mm-hmm. So they were they donated seven laptops to my class. So wow. I gave seven. Yeah, they were nice too. Um, <laughs> That's cool, dude. So, yeah, so we gave them seven laptops, um, seven or eight. I think it was I think it was eight. One couldn't work, and then I fixed it. So it was eight total, and only a few kids didn't have laptops. But ooh, our school, we're, we're lucky enough to have one laptop per child. Mm-hmm. So basically, the kids were able to take the laptops home. Okay. Nice. And then you just have to bring them at the end of the year. Okay, okay. Dude, that's crazy. Um, my cousin's kid brought a laptop, and the second day he dropped it in the bathtub. So I'm just thinking, like, how many broken laptops are going to be? <laughs> there's going to be over this uh, over this short period of time. Um, yeah, I was lucky, and mine were all, all came back. But then again, you know, I'm I'm hard on my kids. I'm fun, but I'm I'm also a tyrant. You know, I don't play. You got to take care of your business. Right, right. So how do you? What do, what's one of your secrets on disciplining them or, or ha, you know, cause like you said, they come in with behavioral issues and all these things and probably disrespect their parents all the time. And you turn, you turn these kids around. What's one, what's one of your secrets? The first thing, I don't take it personal. Like if a kid's having a bad day or I don't care, uh, you know, if you tell them something, I don't care. Like I don't take that person. Yeah. Uh, and then what I do is I don't take time or privileges away mm-hmm. or like, Oh, if you do this, you're not going to get recess. I don't do that. The way I do is you have to write a certain amount of sentences for how many time, how many infractions they had. Mm-hmm. So one infraction is just your name on the board. It's just a warning. It just means I see you get it together. And then one tally mark is just five. And then what it is is, so they come to me with the clipboard and it's, it has like the number of sentences it's supposed to write, and I and I tell them, okay, so what life skills do you need to practice? And they're like, uh, responsibility. I'm like, okay, I will practice responsibility fifteen times. Mm-hmm. So when you're done, 
you can go play. You can take all recess or you can take two minutes. It's up to you. When you're done, you can go play. Yeah. So that's what I do. And like the kid that I told you that I took to Tahoe, he's the only kid that I've ever had that had to do 300. 300 lines of I have to practice something. I have to practice showing respect 300 times. Dang, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, he was one hell of a kid. And how how, how long have you had him? Or um, I mean, no, I how long ago? Grade. That was so he's eighth grade now, so four years ago. Um, he was my first class there, so five years ago. I think five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like I've never in my life given a referral. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that, and like his stack of referrals came from third grade is like this just third grade he like stabbed the teacher with a pencil threw a chair at her called her a bitch yeah like it goes on and on and on and on fourth grade not one because you know i'm not gonna send him out because when you my theory is when you send a kid out of your class yeah you show them that you don't have control of your class and they have more control over you so you need somebody to help you take control of your class, like the principal. Mm. Tell my kids day one that dealing with me is way worse than dealing with the vice principal, way worse than dealing with the principal or any other teacher in the whole school. Yeah, yeah. I can be your best teacher you ever had or I can be the worst teacher you ever had. It's up to you. Don't get on my bad side, boys and girls. Yeah, and they don't. Like, I've never, to this day, you know, I'm not going to warn anybody yeah, yeah, on my bad side. That's awesome. Usually, Last day of school is usually all tears all day from everybody. Man, that's awesome. Um, what's the most expensive gift you've gotten from a leaving from a, from a student? Most expensive gift? Oh, the parent that I was telling you about from Portland. Yeah, started a terrible addiction for me. I was when I very very first started going doing my um, backpacking and stuff not mm-hmm. backpacking but like hiking and taking photos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she got me a hundred dollar rei gift certificate and i had never been in there oh to the <laughs> oh my god she opened up like, yeah box. yeah oh that's a dangerous god. place so bad she she said all she wrote was you didn't have to do anything but you did thank you mm-hmm. hundred dollars rei gift card and I went in REI and I was like, oh my God, I've never been here. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, that, that's, that's great. Do, um, do schools compensate? And so now I'm going to, I want to talk about a little bit more about maybe someone listening. They want to become a teacher and just talking from other teachers. I know some schools offer, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but some schools offered like to pay for your student loans if you work for them for a certain amount of years. There's different types of programs depending on like if it's a better school or a worse school. And there's different programs for teachers. What are some of those that they offer? So it's called student loan forgiveness. So you have to work at a Title One school, which is a low income, low neighborhood school. Mm-hmm. This is my school mm-hmm. for 10 consecutive years. You cannot leave 10 consecutive years. And oh, wow. after you do that, mm-hmm. you'll forgive your loans up to like $80,000 or something like that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Obviously, not not many people are willing to risk that because they, for some reason, they expect just because people are low income or whatever, they expect it to be their worst experience. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Like the average, the average lifespan per se of a teacher at our school was like three years. So it's it's not easy. To you mean that <laughs> you don't mean like they die, but the length that they stay in school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. Three years and then they leave. So it's, I think it's a great school because I used to teach in Oak Park for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. So I went from Oak Park to Southside. I thought it was a lot better. Okay. So you, so in, in, you, in your perspective, you upgraded. So it's not that. Right. Yeah. I love it. And I grew up in that neighborhood. Okay. I literally would skateboard at that school. When I was 14 years old. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so somebody looking to become a teacher, um, what are good some luck. of the, what did you say? Good luck. <laughs> he said good luck. What, what are some of the pros and cons? If you, if, if you could talk about those. Pros is definitely like relationships, like watching kids grow and the reward, you know, the rewarding part of it. Cons is just like the the amount of work and pay and expectations and sometimes mm -hmm. parents and it's a lot. It's like every job has pros and cons, but definitely the you know for the amount of hours we work during a normal school year, we we don't get paid that well. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But so going into teaching, did you did you know what the compensation? Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I knew I wanted to what I wanted to do, but I was never going to become rich off of it, and I'm fine with that. Okay, I mean, that's that's like just being a teacher is a sacrifice, dude. And I'm I'm sure you've heard this multiple times, but but kudos to you, and especially especially hearing kind of your testimony of how how hard you try to teach these kids, you know, have them have them turn their lives around or their thinking around or the things they appreciate or the things they value um around is 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 amazing what is what is this teacher's schedule like i obviously summertime i don't know if you guys if teachers work in the summer if they're prepping for the next year but uh during a school year what what is a typical day how do you get ready and school year, everybody's different but like mine is i'm usually there by six before six thirty for sure mm-hmm 6.15, I get. I like to get there early, make my coffee. I have my coffee stuff in there, my French press. Yeah. I start getting ready for the morning and go have my breakfast. Um, and then 3 o'clock comes is when my day's over, but then there's after school class. and But I'm, the work is not done. So a lot of times, especially more recently, I don't know why, but the more I teach, I stay from like, six to six sometimes mm -hmm. and then there's like there's board meetings that i have to go to also so sometimes i'll get there at 6 30 and i won't leave until 8 15 but it's not every day i'm off on fridays so that's pretty cool about my school oh so you guys have no school on fridays nope that's we awesome dude i would love to go to school if i had no school on fridays yeah. our summer is short though it's only four weeks long we okay. started class two weeks ago already oh really yeah. Okay, that's so, crazy. That's the trade-off. Okay. But I personally like it. I'd rather have three-day weekends than a really long summer. For sure, because dude, you could you could uh sometimes a long summer almost gets annoying sometimes. 
But a three day weekend, it's like you can get excited for a three day weekend. weekend every week. Like, like the fourth is coming up with September fourth, Labor Day or Memorial Labor Day. I don't right? know. Yeah, so or the Monday coming up in September. Mm-hmm. It's a Monday off, right? So mm-hmm. I get a four day weekend. I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then I teach three days: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I have a three day weekend. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, that, that's actually. So that that is true. Every school is different. Is it based on school or based on district? Uh, we're a charter school, so we kind of get to make up different rules. Okay. We still have to go to school X amount, mm-hmm. just like every other school. Okay. So we make up those Fridays in July. Okay. So everybody's off in July, right? I mean, not July. Everybody's off in August. Right. And in June, but we're we go all the way to like June twenty eighth this year. So almost July, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But I mean, I like it. It helps. It's, it's conducive to my lifestyle because mm-hmm. I can travel three days, get photos, and come home. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like I almost imagine you, you and your photo traveling is kind of like your way out, kind of you know reconnect with yourself, and then you come back to the grind with all these crazy kids sometimes. Um, yeah, no, I I just I disconnect for sure on my weekends. Like, okay. I love my kids, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no parents call, no email, and no, I, I don't want nothing to do with you for those three days. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's important because you go crazy, you know? That's, yeah. That's why I don't have burnout. A lot of people burn out. They work so much, and they don't disconnect. I just make sure I disconnect mentally, give my mental break. Yeah, yeah, do- That's awesome. Um. For someone listening that wants to become a teacher, besides good luck, uh, what else would you uh, suggest or or suggest that they expose themselves to, suggest that they do kind of so they know what to expect? Uh, observe other people. Obviously, the hardest part, which is weird, is not the teaching. The hardest part of teaching is classroom management. Mm. That's where most people fail. So I would just learn whatever you can about classroom manage- management. My strategy works well for me. Some other teachers try it. But you have to be consistent. Uh, you can't pick favorites. I'll make my best student write sentences if they have to. Mm-hmm. If they're being um, Yeah, be consistent. Um, don't be their friend. Like, as much as it sounds like I'm their friend, they know, like, you don't. Messed around. Mm-hmm. They know that somebody. Um, there was a there was a survey that all fourth graders did. Mm-hmm. One of the teachers in a different class asked, "So, what do you know about fourth grade?" Some girl wrote, "I know that Mr. Silva is very strict. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. She's not even in my class." <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I mean that, that so. that's a good that's a good uh, repertoire to have. You know? Yeah. They know I'm, I'm, I'm not the one you want to mess with. Right. But but they also probably know is that they're going to have a good time. They're going to learn something. I, I mean, in the beginning, as, a, as an outsider, you, you they may or may not know. You know, oh, okay. because, because it's just me and my class. Like, so I got third grader coming in or a fourth grader from a different class. They won't, they don't know how I am with my kids once they've earned my trust. So, like, I do seem like a jerk. 
or a mean ass or a tyrant. Yeah, yeah. Which I am. I am a tyrant in my class, but That's- you know, I run a I run a tight ship, and we're successful every year, so yeah, yeah. it's working. So much. That's awesome. Well, hey, Mr. Silva, I appreciate you making time coming on the podcast and kind of sharing sharing about what you do, uh, sharing your story. Uh, best of best of luck to you. I hope you you keep doing what you're doing. I, I know the kids appreciate it, and I mean, I can tell by the way the story the stories you share. So, and it, and it means it means a lot, you know, um, not just to the kids, but also to the parents. I bet you many, many parents can learn from you. You know, if a teacher can change my kid, then 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 I could probably work on my kid as well. And then you're probably encouragement to many many parents as well. So, um, thank you. yeah, thank thank you for what you do, and thank you for coming on the show. Um, go get your rest, no, man. I know you were just hiking all weekend. Oh, I gotta edit. I got work to do right now. Uh, well, I guess you, oh, you you have school tomorrow. I have school tomorrow, but I have. To edit photos right now. I have oh, to send edit. out some photos. Okay, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Alrighty, have fun. Enjoy your evening, I guess. Alright, thank you. Alright, thank you. Take care.